Hey y'all, welcome back to Candid Confessions. I'm Zay. And I'm Jada. And on this podcast, we talk about all things family, marriage, sex, culture, friendships, everything. Okay, we want it to be as candid as possible and we want to spark conversations um, that just get y'all thinking. That are candid. Specifically, today we want to talk about parents. Yes, we want to talk about generations parents. back, yes. ancestors, elders, <laughs> the elders. <laughs> yes, we want to talk about our parents. We want to talk about the influence that our parents have on different facets of our life from childhood into adulthood, right? Um, so you can go ahead and start, girl, because I know I don't know if you want to mention the TikTok video or you just want to like get into saying how you feel, period. No, nah, we can mention the TikTok video. Uh, so basically, I was on TikTok a couple days ago and I saw this guy, but I don't want to assume his race uh, or his culture, but I believe he was um, maybe Arab. I'm going to just say Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just keep it very generic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he stitched a video of a Hispanic woman just basically saying, like, this generation is so weak and messed up, and they're taking all these pills for depression and anxiety. And he basically, I don't want to, you know, take away from what he said, but he essentially, to sum it up, was saying that this generation is messed up because of y'all. Because our, you know, because we have to undo the trauma that y'all placed onto us. That's why, you know, we have to go through all this. And he was saying basically that this is what it means to be a man for him. That's what it means to be a man because a lot of people in the comments were telling him to man up, like, you know, oh, you know, you got to be stronger than that. And he was like, well, what is being a man, you know? And we're not, obviously, we're going to get into that, but I would love to touch on just what have our parents done? And we can obviously speak from our own personal experiences that we feel like are causes of their own generational trauma that they try to dump onto us and think that we should just take or that we should be willing to to do those things so yeah okay yeah um so if you want to get started girl go right ahead because i know you got a lot to say baby (laughs) i do unfortunately and i want to give a disclaimer i love my mama i love my family but every family has their own problems every family has their own struggles i'm obviously not going to get into specifics but i'm gonna just bring up a scenario that i went through a couple like a month or so ago <laughs> and basically basically my grandmother felt like she was very right about a situation and to me it wasn't about right or wrong it was about i respectfully disagree with you and it should be left at that and you and in my family Dang, I feel like I'm throwing my family under the bus. <laughs> in my family, basically, listen, you can't tell an older person that they're wrong. You just be quiet and say, okay. Mm-hmm. And for me, they think I'm being, what's the word? Insubordinate. Whenever I speak my mind, like, oh, Jada's just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Jada's just so outspoken. She's going to say what's on her mind. And that's just the main word of the day here is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And at least for me, the main word of the day, because they, oh, they keep throwing that word around. I'm telling you, so, listen, listen. Um, with that said, um, I personally, it's so funny. My sister basically asked me after the whole incident, she was like, So when it comes to your kids, 
and your grandmother wants to step in because the conversation was between me and my mom mm-hmm. and my grandma decided to step in even though the conversation was between my mother and I and Kayla was basically I'm sorry my sister hey, was basically <laughs> like <laughs> my sister was basically like when there's a situation where you feel like your child is disrespecting you and mommy wants to step in are you going to let her mm. and I told her no I said, no, I'm not because that's my child. My child needs to respect me. And if I think my child is getting out of hand, let me handle that. Now, granted, I don't have any kids yet. I don't have any children yet. So this is something I want to pass over to Zaysha, even though Zay, you don't really have this kind of, I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. You can tell me, but what do you think about grandparents stepping in and disciplining your kids and I know that kind of goes off of like the origination of like the TikTok video but I still feel like it's a generational thing so go ahead so for me I think it depends on the situation because you know they say it takes a village to raise a child which I absolutely agree with but I do think that there are certain boundaries that grandparents must have right because like you said these are my children right your opinion is welcomed but I also feel like it's like I need to ask for your opinion don't step in and give me your unsolicited opinion or telling me what you think you should do. Like, and for me, there were times, you know, where I was living with my mom when I had kids. And so of course my mother would step in and discipline, which is fine with me. But I feel like if it's one of those things where I'm disciplining my child a certain way, you don't really have that authority to step in and, and try to dictate how it should go. You know what I'm saying? And so one thing I love about my mom is, um, you know, in which we're going to get into because of the way she grew up, she she will never step in. My my mom is not the type of person where she's going to give her two cents just because she thinks she knows what's right or she knows what's best. She's going to wait for me to come to her for, you know, so she can put her two cents in. Now, there were times where my mom would say certain things and love you, mama. But there were times where she would say certain things and sometimes it was like a little shady or like it made me feel some type of way. But it wasn't always where I felt like she was overstepping boundaries. So that's what I think. Yeah. Like um shout out shout out to Mama Zay. We love we love y'all. <laughs> we love we love y'all. We love y'all, we love y'all be a <laughs> No, for real. I was about to say, we love an unproblematic grandma, a grandma that steps in when when needs be. <laughs> My grandma's going to be like, I watched your video. So let's keep, it, let's keep it very much respectful because, again, like I mentioned earlier, I love my grandma. I respect my grandma. However, the way my situation was, it was very peculiar. I will say that. Um, my backstory, we'll get into that another episode, but it was a very specific way that my sister and I grew up due to unfortunate situations. So um, my grandma kind of had to step in in a lot of different ways at a very young age. I think she officially like stepped up to that kind of role, role, and I say that very loosely, um, when I was 11. And I'm 24 now. So... Yeah. So again, I love my grandma, respect my grandma. However, I think due to our living circumstances, she felt like she was supposed to step in and be that quote unquote father figure to help my mom. Cause my mom was a single mother. Um, my parents got divorced when I was very young and yeah, but again, that's a conversation for another time, but I want to kind of dive into that whole thing with, Oh, well, this generation is weak or this generation is, um, like y'all don't know how to 
go through what we went through and you have to see what we dealt with in order to be respectful. Cause that's, that's a whole nother thing too. Like, so I, I would love for you to kind of tell me more about your experience with that in your family. Um, so in my family, I want to say I experienced that whole like uh, generational difference with my dad's mom. And I don't know if it also depends on like your geographic location because they're from the South. And so my grandma very much was like, there were certain things I couldn't say to her. I couldn't say like, heck, what the heck? I couldn't say, I, yes. I couldn't call my parents liars. Like if I would have said, oh, you're lying. My Me grandma, my grandma I, like, I just curse the Lord. Like she would be like, you don't, you don't talk, call your parents liars. You don't say that they're lying. And you know, like you say they well, on my they'd be like, Oh, you, you gotta say they telling the telling story. The story. And even then I can't say that right. to my mama. Even that, right? She was like, You don't say that. So with my grandma, I experienced that that level of like, um, you gotta respect me because I'm older than you, simply because of that. Um, and so one thing I'll say, I feel like if anybody in my family were to have that logic of like this generation is weak it would be that side of the family where they're from the South and they're older. My mom and dad, um, honestly, I don't think that they feel any type of way about the generation, but I will say that they don't like try to tell me like, well, because I went through this, you got to do this. Like they don't verbally say that, but I think it could be that the way that they raised us or certain things that they instilled in us was based upon how they grew up. So I never really, you know, had mm -hmm. to deal with the whole like, you're weak or y'all are different. Cause one thing you're right. Cause I hear people say like, y'all are disrespectful. Y'all generation is disrespectful because we're sticking up for ourselves. We got right. something to say. We're disrespectful. Like the older generation wants us to be quiet. And I know that I want you to get into what you were telling me about that, where it's like, you can't say nothing back to me period. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's, it's rude. It's disrespectful, but it's not, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Right. It's not. Oh my gosh, girl! Like, because <laughs> I'm like, my I'm just thinking about this. like this on me, girl. Because I have so much to say. So, going back to that same day, that same situation, my mom decided to because of course it it escalated. The whole thing got really you know out of hand, low key. And that was my family doesn't have blowouts often, mm -hmm. but that was one of them in regards to the whole respect thing. No matter how you feel no matter what you think about your grandma or anybody who's older than you in your family specifically, you have to be quiet and let them dominate basically. So in this specific situation, <laughs> like Zaysha was kind of saying a second ago, or Zay, I'm sorry. I, I get used my to my whole thing. government out here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like she was saying a minute ago, she, you're very blessed because you never had to kind of experience that whole generational thing with like, well, I'm older, so I know better. So you have to listen to me type stuff, right? So how do I kind of dive into this? It was, okay, let me put it like this. <laughs> My mom began to get very emotional and express to my sister and I all of the hurt and the pain that she took in the chin like it was like it was this amazing thing that she did, like it, it like you supposed to do this mm -hmm. in those moments where somebody older made her feel so small, mm -hmm. or there was, a, and again I don't want to get deep into it, but a horrible situation and she could not speak up mm -hmm. because that's my elder. I have to respect them. And for me, when I began to see my mom like get teary eyed, explaining like. 
You don't understand the things I've had to be quiet about. I couldn't say nothing because they're my elders. I have to respect them. And when I saw her get so just, she was welling up, girl. And I was like, but do you, I literally had to tell her. And I don't, (laughs) my mama, no, I don't care. I'm going to say it. And because I told her, I said, but do you see how emotional you are? Do you see how hurt you are? Because you couldn't say nothing because you didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. That's not something to be proud of. You're hurting to this day. This stuff happened years ago. Me and Kayla were babies. And you telling me I took it in the chin because they're my elders? Yeah, I'm not going for it. Especially when it has to do with my babies. My kids, I'm not being quiet about nothing. So, (laughs) with that said, um, well, my mom just again, was expressing all this to my sister and I. And I said to her, well, do you see how hurt you are? My grandmother then stepped in and was like, I love you, grandma, please. (laughs) She was like, well, that's manipulation. You see her trying to manipulate you into thinking that that was wrong. It was, Grammy. Gram. (laughs) Grandma. It was wrong. Because I ain't never gonna let myself be so respectful to the point to where I am hurting and I want to stand up for my kids and I can't because you older than me? Are you crazy? I'm never doing that, (laughs) ever. Anything going on with my babies, I'm going to speak up. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's just my truth. And that's what I'm going to live by. Mm -hmm. And I pray to God that my kids do the same for theirs, Mm -hmm. for real. Yeah, I agree with that. We ain't about to be you know, silent. Go ahead, girl. And and, you know, it's probably like that because like your mother said, she had to deal with that. And then your grandmother probably had to deal with that. And so it really, it just takes one person in the bloodline and the generational line to be like, I'm not doing that anymore. To hell with that. Excuse my language, but I'm not doing that anymore. Right. Cause what I feel like once we reach a certain age and, and they always talk about respect. And for me, I feel like respect is earned and I know you're supposed to respect people in general, but what I want to say is like, you can't be disrespectful to me and expect me to have mm. a certain level of respect for you. And that's not to say that I'm going to be disrespectful yep. towards you and cuss you out, but I can walk away. Yeah. I can choose not yeah. to talk to you anymore. I can choose to love you from a distance. But why is that's it right. that if I speak up and it could be in the most respectful manner and you say, hey, grandma, I or auntie, right? Because it and sometimes it ain't even just grandmas. Yeah. It could be aunties. You know, yeah. I, di- I respectfully disagree with yeah. that. Like, thank you for your opinion, but I don't agree. Mm-hmm. Immediately, is you're disrespecting mm-hmm. me simply because we spoke. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. like I said, I didn't have to deal with that. My mom, my family, we were allowed to talk. Now, we weren't allowed to be disrespectful, but yeah. if we felt some type of way, right. my mother and father allowed us to speak. And I know what my dad, you know, I don't know what it was like for him, but I know when he, he would tell me all the time growing up, my grandmother was very harsh before she got saved. Mm. My, my dad was like, she was very Mm. harsh. She was very stubborn. And I can see that in my dad, my dad has taken on a lot of qualities from his mother and he doesn't realize it. And so growing up, I think they both realized that they weren't able to speak up. And so they didn't want us to feel Mm. stifled and even in that, you, that. you know how they say some people, two people can go through the same situation, but come out of it differently. One person may decide to change yes. things and another person may decide to continue to bring that on. Cause my mom and dad could have stifled us, but they chose not to. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, 
maybe they don't want to relinquish control because like, I don't understand, like it's in the black community. I want to say it's in the black community because let's be honest y'all and I love y'all white folk, right? But the way y'all be talking to y'all's mamas and daddies, that would never fly in a black household, baby. Like y'all be, you Uh white parents, most of the time allow their children to, when they get a certain age, express themselves mm. whether it's negatively or it's productive they don't care in the black mm. community though mm. you can't speak up period you're not allowed to say period. ma that hurt me that hurt my feelings or i disagree with that or this is oh how i God. feel because yeah. then it's like well, you don't have any authority and it's not about authority it's about mm. being a human being with feelings and i, I wish that more yeah. parents would think about how they felt when they were stifled like your mom and say, you know what? Let me put That's myself right. in my child's shoes and see how they're feeling. Let me mm-hmm. step back and let them talk. Let me let them be a person and a yes. human. And some parents don't yeah. do that. So it's like, why is it that in the black community, we struggle with that? Why are we silenced mm-hmm. in the black community? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we could go back and say slavery. Like, I want to know. I want to know why is that considered respect? Uh-huh. And 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 it and I really don't want to be that person, but it really like now I was joking a second ago, but now that I think about it, like you can speak up as no slave. So of yeah. course they, you know, of course they put that, they instilled that into our people, and we're not gonna get into that. At least I'm not. But for my family specifically, I wish my mom would have felt and seen and recognized, dang, I am still hurt by this. Mm -hmm. Maybe something should change. Because one thing I mentioned to her after we had that conversation was I want to be a, like, I get it. I want to show you respect, grandma. I want to show you respect, mom. But I also want to receive respect. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say my mom looked at me like I was crazy. It was my grandma that was like, you want to receive a spell? Like, I'm not a grown woman. And I think they forget that sometimes. And I was like, listen, you know, I want us all to respect each other, but I want us to be a progressive family. And I said that at the end of that conversation, I was like, I need us to be a progressive family where we can have these conversations and it not be looked at as I'm manipulating you or I'm disrespecting you or I'm, I'm speaking out of, you know, turn or whatever the case may be when I am now a grown woman, I'm not 16 no more. I'm not 14 no more, you know? And, and those are the things I kind of had to tell my mom and my grandma, like, I'm not a kid no more. Yeah. So yeah, if I feel like something needs to be spoke up, because back then I did it. And back then, obviously, I knew I was young and what they say, stay in a child's mm-hmm. place, right? But now I've gone through my life experiences. I've, we can even get into like coming out of like wanting to uh, impress or not impress, but um, wanting to live up to their standards and expectations. I've come out of a lot of those things because- well, one main thing, the reason why I came up out of it is because of the love of God. And that's just me being honest. Yeah. That is my truth. But these are things that I've kind of had to discuss with my mom after and be like, look, this is how I want to live. And this is how I want to be loved and respected. And I want us to be, I want this to be a mutual thing. I want us to be able to do this for each other because I'm grown now. And when I have my kids, I want my kids to be able to be around grandma and great grandma mm-hmm. because my, my grandmother is young. I, I believe she's absolutely going to be around when I have right. kids, um, God willing. Um, I want them to be able to be around them without it being this 
generational thing whenever there's a disagreement mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, yeah. Um, know, I want to talk about the, yeah, the pressure, right? That you mentioned the pressure of like feeling like you got to yeah. live up to your parents' standards or make decisions yeah. that will make your parents feel happy or proud of you. So I want you to talk more about that and what that looked like for you when you felt like you had to do certain things in order for them to look at you like she's a star, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yo, like so much, so much has changed for me. And that's one thing I'm so grateful for. Um, coming straight out of high school, of course, I went straight to college. Had no idea what I wanted to do. I went to college to be a psychologist because I'm like, well, I like talking. I like giving my people advice. I like listening to people's problems. That lasted about a semester. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college for about a semester, dropped out, and... At this point, it's like, all right, Jada, what you about to do, right? So I'm trying to find side hustles, but I'm doing lashes. And then I go to beauty school. And, like, I'm doing all these things to live up to this standard that my mom kind of placed on my sister and I. Because Kayla did – it's just me and my sister, for those who don't know. Uh, we do have an older brother, but that's, he, he don't count because he's not from my mama. Anyway, <laughs> it's just my sister and I, and my sister went to college, and she did, oh my gosh, I wish we had Kayla on here, because she would explain, like, how she don't even, she didn't even want to go to school for what she went to school for. She went to school for IT, she has a degree in IT, and she always tells me to this day, I did that for mommy, you know, I didn't even want this degree, like, now I have this degree that I don't even want to use, or that I don't even truly utilize, she always says that she did it for mommy, and I don't want to speak for my sister, but I know that for a fact, and for me... It was the same thing. You know, we wanted to do all these things for our mom. We wanted to make her proud. She went back to college. She was in not a college as we were growing up. And then she finally got her degree um, in teaching. She has a degree in teaching. I don't know what kind. But anyway, so of course, now they're looking at me like, well, what you got to do? Because all my cousins are in college or college graduates. I'm the only one who dropped out. And I had to do a lot of soul searching. <laughs> like, I know that sounds so cringe and so corny, but I really did. And 2020, I moved to California. Well, 2019, I moved to California. And there was where I realized I had to stop living for my mom. I had to stop living for other people. And I had to start living for Jada and figure out what Jada wanted to do. And so I wanted to start a business. I wanted to, um, I knew I wanted to do something under myself. And that came with a lot of prayer as well. And the family that I lived with, it was extended family. It was on my grandma's side. Crazy, right? Very, very, very religious family. Um, unfortunately, not the type of religion that I'm particularly <laughs> not the type of religion that I'm necessarily into. I mean, like, we serve the same God, but it's a whole other thing. That's a different thing. Right. Anyway, um, while I was there though, I did a lot of prayer. I stayed in that room for a long time, just trying to ask God, how do I come up out of wanting to do all these things for my mom and my and my dad too i'm not even gonna lie my dad too because my dad would hit me up asking me why'd you leave college when you going back what you want to do my dad would hit me up and ask me those exact same questions and though i feel like he's not very valid in those questions he still asks them you know what i'm saying like so i'm the only one and that was something that i found very difficult but i believe that my testimony is amazing i feel like my life is amazing i'm very very blessed and for me to be the only one that didn't go to college and have this very very nice life very beautiful life i'm very grateful and i know for a fact it was all god but again that's a conversation for another day (laughs) so you can go ahead Um, so i know for me I, i had that same experience with college and in high school i was 
great in high school. Like I was on honor roll every semester. I was in AP classes, right? And I, I'll never forget, um, I think it was my psychology teacher, my AP psych teacher would always tell me like, I can see you being a businesswoman. Like you're going to go far. You're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. So I felt like right. college was the only option. Because, you know, like, that's mm -hmm. what I had to do. And I know my mom and dad wanted me to go to college. And, you know, I like I said mm -hmm. earlier, like, I there were certain things I wanted to do. And my dad kind of deterred me. And I love my daddy, but my daddy lives in fear. And so I wanted to go to mm -hmm. Spelman. And he was like, you know, he, there was a story of this girl who lost her life driving from Atlanta back up to where she lived. And he's like, well, it's far. And he told me that story. And then, you know, um, I wanted to be a lawyer. I said, Daddy, I want to go to school for law. He was like, well, lawyers don't make a lot of money starting out. And back then, I feel like it was literally like, I need to go to college, have a degree, make good money so I can take care of my family. So I can, you know, be the person in my family. If anybody needs some money, you can come to me. Um, and so I ended yeah. up not doing those things. And I still went to college. And when I got to college, it was not for me. And I went to two universities, mm -hmm. right? I went to one four-year, left wow. after like a semester. And then I went to a community mm -hmm. college and I left again after like a couple of months. And I was so scared mm -hmm. to tell my family, like, I don't want to do college mm -hmm. anymore. I want to drop out. But I remember at the time, yeah. I didn't know God like that. But I remember praying like, mm -hmm. you know, I need help. Like, I need them to not judge mm -hmm. me or feel ashamed of me. And I remember when mm -hmm. I told them, they weren't you know, they didn't come for me or anything, but I could just tell it was like a little disappointment wow. there and like worry, like, okay, what are you going to do now? And I had that same feeling yeah. afterwards. I was ashamed of myself. And after it was just me grinding, like, how can I almost prove to my parents that leaving college was a good thing? And so I'm working yeah. retail jobs. I'm doing all these jobs that I absolutely hate, just trying to like get my yeah. footing, you know? So I understand that pressure yeah. there of like feeling like I needed to, you know, but yeah. Now, as an adult, I was, you know, when I met my husband and we started talking about mm -hmm. marriage, I was, what, 20 years old. Even at that age, I still found myself mm -hmm. feeling like I needed my parents' validation because that's what it's about. We feel like wow. our parents, we need our parents to validate us. So, you know, because at that yeah. age, they're the only people that we know that really have wisdom that we can go to. So we go to them thinking whatever yeah. they say is going to be best. Right. And sometimes our parents do know. Yeah. Um, and so once it got time for me to start talking about marriage, of course, I'm going to my mm -hmm. mom and stuff like, you know, we want to get married. And now the marriage talk comes into play. Well, I don't think you're ready and you're too young. And, you know, they saying, mm -hmm. they're saying what parents say most of the time. But mm -hmm. it wasn't until probably year two of my marriage, then, sorry, mm -hmm. almost year three, you know, when I realized, <laughs> okay, I really got to take my parents out of it. Because when I first got married and yeah. I first got into a committed relationship with my husband, I was talking to my family about mm -hmm. everything. When we went through problems, I went to them. When I had questions about marriage in general, I went to my mom, like trying to like mm -hmm. get validation and wisdom from her and just have her like be my second skin. And I realized I had to stop yeah. doing that. So it's so crazy because it's yeah. like it. it it, it'll stick with you for years. Like your age almost doesn't matter because you just got to get, well, it does. I feel like mm -hmm. once you get into adulthood, like maybe 19, that, uh, mm -hmm. that has to break. That barrier has to be cut. And we have to learn how to, my parents' opinion is okay. I don't need to please y'all anymore. I don't need to, I don't need your validation. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to live my life. And if you're proud of me, you're proud of me. Yeah. If not, I'm sorry, but this is my life, my decisions to make. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. I saw more of that, like, 
trying to please my parents in marriage and that's the worst time and so I think that that plays a big part in it too because a lot of people may listen and think okay we're just talking about when we were younger in college but no as we get older because like you said Mm -hmm. you're 24 and it 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 just you just got to the point where you were like I I gotta live for myself like I can't yeah family I gotta be who I'm gonna be you know what I'm saying so yeah in marriage I definitely saw that I want to clarify about that Mm -hmm. I want to definitely clarify that and I'm gonna just really quickly I want to mention even though I said it was 2019 where I moved to California that took a lot of strength Mm -hmm. and that was I was only 21 so it's been what three years yeah so it's taken me the last like three years to really find myself and to stop searching for my parents validation so I just I wanted to clarify how old right. I was at, that, we're time. Grown. Ahead, John, at that point we grown we can drink we can do whatever we can we can rent a car you know what I'm saying like we can do a lot of adult <laughs> things like we don't need to be worrying about our parents mm-hmm. and I'll never forget mm-hmm. when um it was time for my husband and I to move into our first place together he was in the military and he was stationed in Colorado and he was like mm-hmm. you know he was already there obviously he got the apartment for us mm-hmm. like set everything up for us And I'm sitting here scared out of my mind. And the only thing I can think is I'm leaving my family. And I I felt like I needed my family. Like I had to be there. I needed to be around my family. Like I was so connected to my family. So every decision that I made, Zay wasn't first. It was, what is your family going to think about it? That was my first thought. How does your mom, how is your mom and dad going to feel about this? So I'll never forget. I got on that plane to Colorado and I love my husband, but I was crying on that plane because you know, me and my husband were going through things at the time anyway, because child, we found out I'm pregnant. We just got married. It was a lot of stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah. I'm about to leave my family. This is the first time ever being yeah. away. And I was 20 years old. First time ever being away from my family. Like, what am I going to do? And I was sad for a long time. So it took me years of learning. Like, OK, you cannot try to please your family and keep them involved in everything just that we can feel like we're doing something good about ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We don't need that. And so I know that you're not married yet, but I want to know how you feel about it. What do you think about parents? Even if it's a committed relationship, what do you think about it when parents put their, give their opinions or try to instill fear into you so you don't make certain decisions? Oh, girl. That's so that Oh my gosh. Like there's, there's a lot to unpack there and there's things that I can't share or I just don't, no, I you know what I mean? Like I, components of, but let's just talk in general. If there was, yeah. no, I know what you're saying. I yeah. want to talk about specifically my mother and me getting a lot of advice and validation from my mom. I think that was for me, the first step of coming out of asking for my mom's opinion about mm-hmm. stuff. Because, again, she was essentially a single mother. And once I started to date and come into serious relationships was when I started. And I think that's why I, it was a little bit easier for me to go to California. Because, oh, and to for reference, y'all, I'm from Ohio. So I moved across the country. Literally. Um, <laughs> so, uh, by myself. Um, so, yeah. But uh, that was the first time I started to detach myself from getting validation from my mom because I would go to her about the relationship I was in and I love my mom. However, her experiences in her marriage that did last, I don't, I I believe they were married for 12 years. 
Um, so it's not like they were married for five minutes, y'all. Right. You know, they were married for at least a decade. You know what I'm saying? So, so her marriage and then her boyfriends after that. Once I hit a certain age, I started to look and kind of realize, well, your advice isn't coming from the best place. Right. It can be tainted. You don't, you know, I, yes. And I love my mom and I appreciate and respect everything that she's told me. But in that specific relationship, I, my eyes were open to, I can no longer seek your validation or go to you about these things anymore because you are still very I don't want to say immature, but that's the only word I can think of right. in this area. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So because of that, because you lack knowledge that you think, you know, you think you have all this wisdom because you went through these things, but yet the results aren't to my, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say this without this, you know, saying something horrible about my mom. Cause but I love it, my mom. Okay. Let's put it this way. Um, let's be honest. Right. It's about yeah. God. Yeah. You learned what it was like to love someone and how to handle a relationship yes. the right way in terms of the yes. way that God would do it. That standard of love. Yes. Okay. There we go. Yes. Put it like that. Right. Cause if I try to kind of explain it the way I was doing it, girls going to make my, I don't want to do yeah. that. Um, yes. I began to differentiate or separate God teaching me how to love in a relationship and my mom teaching me how to love yes. in a relationship. Once I started to see how God loves in relationships and how he teaches us to love in relationships, mm-hmm. everything my mom said or anybody, not even my mom, everything anybody said to me that was not led by mm-hmm. God was nonsense. Period. And that's just, just me being power. real. And Yeah. And at that moment, I was able to separate myself from wanting validation or getting advice or whatever from my family. Mm -hmm. And I was able to make that decision to move to California. I was able to do these things because they're still my family, but God was my, he was my, my, he was my, he was who I seek validation from. And with that said, that changed my whole oh, life, my life. whole perspective on so many things, yes. everything. I wanted to know yes. what he thought about mm-hmm. it. I wanted to know how he would handle it, how he would deal with it. I feel like people talk about God like he's just this, and I, I don't want this to become, we don't let know, it become whatever those podcasts. glory, period. Period. He going to get the glory, you know, and, and I understand, you know, people may have their beliefs, whatever. Yeah. This is what I know, mm-hmm. period. And once I began to, <laughs> once I began to to see things from his perspective and love and see how he loved y'all, like don't let me get started, bro. I'm stuck in I'm about to shout. Once I saw that, I was like, I never have to ask anybody else for that for their opinion ever, ever again. again. The only other person, the only other person. I don't know if y'all noticed. Me and Zay met in 2020. Me and Zay met when I moved to California. Mm-hmm. So. The only other person I would ask for her advice on was, or for any other kind of advice was her. And that was because she's went through marriage from a godly standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so her opinion, I respected her opinion. I wanted to hear because I knew it was led from the right place. Yeah. I know in the most, in one of our episodes, we talked about, you know, leading and, 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 and submitting and being able to have wisdom. You know what I mean? 
And that all comes from, for me personally, that comes from God. And so that was how I was able to like really detach from my family and be like, hey, y'all can think what y'all want. This is what I'm about to do. Simple. And um, so yeah, you asked me, what was the question? (laughs) Yeah, but you said it first. We said, what are we talking about again? Uh, No, but you answered it because I said, well, what do you think about it when you are in a committed relationship or a marriage and our parents are giving each other they're giving each person advice, you know, and it's from a place of fear or a place of their own traumas or experiences or whatever. And what that was like for you. And so you explained it perfectly. Like once you went into this committed relationship that you wanted and you saw a future in, you realize I got to cut that off because that, that is not coming from a good place. It's not coming from a healthy place because you learn that the way that God wants me to love this man is a healthy type of love. And yeah. And so, yeah, and you know what I will say, cutting that cord almost feels like a death. Like it is, you almost grieve it because I know for me, like you said, um, I learned the same way. I didn't have that relationship with God and I learned how to cut my family off until I learned how I needed to love my husband, how I needed to walk this relationship. Oof. And so there were yeah. moments where I would go through something with Donnie and I'm like, man, I want to call my mama. And I had to stop myself mm-hmm. and like... Don't get your mother involved because her opinion, you don't need her opinion. You have God now. You can go to God. God will show you how to navigate this with your husband. He'll show you how to continue to love your husband despite all this. Because let's be honest, sometimes we'll go to our parents or friends or whomever, and it'll come from a very worldly standpoint where it's like, you don't need him. Walk away. Like, cuss him out. Or it's always something that is just not productive. Or even from a place of trauma, because I wanted to talk about that, too, Mm -hmm. because that was what I was trying to say when I kind of like was spilling off into like, well, my mom, my mom dealt with a traumatic marriage. And from that, her all of her perspectives were rooted in some type of fear Mm -hmm. or some type of just a just I don't want to say a distorted opinion, because at the end of the day, I don't don't ever want to take away from my mom's trauma. But I knew that that wasn't going to be me. I knew that wasn't going to be my story. That wasn't going to be my testimony, period. And so because of that I had to take a lot of what my mom said at that time before I even let God step in fully because at that time I'm still kind of like dabbling trying to figure out who God is what that means so even with that I I began to take her advice with a grain of salt I would say maybe about when I was how long had I been in a relationship at that time I was probably with that person for about Mm, two and a half three years like by by the third year in yeah by like that third year in i was like i gotta stop getting advice from my mom me too same way like like, i I don't think i can get advice from her anymore or my sister or my you know dang mm, i'm about to say damn sure not my grandma and 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 i want to speak on this real quick my grandma had a beautiful marriage Mm. she had a great marriage the only reason why i didn't want advice from her is because my grandma had a lot of prideful tendencies mm, yeah, and, that and I knew I didn't want to be that way with someone I was in love yeah. with I knew I didn't want to be prideful in my relationship I knew I didn't want to just exude a lot of that you know that that posture of like well I don't need you and I don't need this like when they're only when they're actually like you know trying and, and making an effort and stuff like that yeah. like and even when they're not even if they're you know we having issues and stuff I never wanted to have that heart posture because I knew it, it just caused more strife. Yeah. And that's that was never my goal. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I wanted to have 
results from whatever we went through, whatever conversations we had without it coming from that kind of heart posture. And I saw my grandma go through it. I saw my mom go through her stuff. And so I kind of had to sit back and think to myself, well, you see how their marriages went, even though my grandma, again, had a very long and healthy relationship, healthy relationship Mm -hmm. in marriage to my grandfather. Death literally did them part. Um, Is that what you want? And things in their marriage, no, I didn't want that. Right. So, and things, you know, in in her personality, because I'm, and I'm mentioning all this because my grandma would talk me into the ground, baby, about my relationships. Mm. And she, it was always, I know best. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, 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 it, you you usually like you would think it would be like oh like you know so many men will grovel at your feet type stuff you know things that you hear your grandma say but hers came from a very much like just like a bitter place almost and I didn't understand that when she had a man that loved her wow. so very much and so I'm like well why are you teaching me this why are you telling me these things and you didn't even like deal with it. like that's right. not even how he was towards you. Yep. From my understanding, because I, look, I wasn't there for half, you know, their marriage, but I'm still, you know what I'm saying? But like, at the end of the day, though, like, I never understood why a lot of her opinions and her advice came from such a dark, quote unquote, dark place. Same thing for my mom. I understood why my mom's came from a dark place, but again, I began to take what it is also. And that's that spill. I want (laughs) to mention the men here, because I feel like when it comes to men and the influence that their moms have on them and their family, it might be even worse because with men being a man already, there's already so much pressure on you to live your life a certain way and make certain decisions as a man, as a young man at 19, you go to your mom looking for advice. You're looking for your family to tell you yes or no, like, cause you don't want to make the wrong decision because you're a man and you gotta like, you know, society tells men, you gotta get it right. You gotta basically be, perfect you got to fit into this mold you know what i'm saying so as a young man especially a young man in a relationship you go to your family and if your mom or your dad or whomever you go to doesn't have sound advice and it's not coming from a good place that'll taint the way that you live your life and make decisions and you end up looking back years later like man i regret doing this and so that's why i'm just like if it if it was that way for us, imagine what it's like for the dudes yeah. who got to go through that. Dudes living in single family, yeah. you know, living with single moms or dudes where their grandmother mm-hmm. raised them. And I know there are some families where, for men, it was like that, but their grandparents or their whoever they live with um, did teach them the right way and how to, you know, navigate life and things Absolutely. like that. And it did give them, it showed them a healthy way to make decisions on their own while still taking heed mm-hmm. to the opinion of others. But I feel like for a lot of us, mm-hmm. we start off, Ma, you know, like, what should I do? What do you think about this? And it's like in our hearts, mm-hmm. like, we know what we want to do, but like mm-hmm. the fear from our parents will just turn us the other way. And that sucked. Absolutely. You know, that it does. Especially, yeah, especially when you when your heart is telling you one thing mm-hmm. and everybody else is telling you something to do something else. else. Yeah, and immediately it's, it's your heart and your mind. Yeah. It's a battle, you know? Yeah. It's a battle. Absolutely. And that's especially for young couples who are listening that are in love. Young couples. <laughs> You might be going through <laughs> You might be going through something right now. But I want to tell, tell you. you. 
it's gonna get it's right. gonna work baby but that's what that <laughs> it's gonna work you just gotta trust your heart don't listen to your grandma <laughs> like all seriousness though like i i do want to speak to those young couples listening because or not even young couples even older because somebody did a comment on the under our video saying that they wanted to talk about their mother-in-law jumping in their marriage and not feeling protected by their husband you know so young and older let's get into that okay yeah um (laughs) With the mother-in-law thing, so someone left a comment basically saying that in their marriage, their husband's mother jumps in a lot and she doesn't feel like her husband defends her the way that he should because he's listening to the opinion of his mother. And that right there in a marriage, baby, look, you leave and you cleave, honey, right? This is why Mm -hmm. marriages, you leave your mama's house and you're with your wife. Yep. And I know you see them debates where it's like, who comes first, your kids, your... Guess what? Your wife comes first. Your husband comes first, baby. Do you understand? And right? <laughs> the way the way that I always viewed that is look at your marriage like a boat. Okay? You and your husband or you and your wife is sitting in a boat on a lake and y'all that's the foundation. You know what I'm saying? Your marriage is the foundation. So that has to come first. If you got kids in that boat and y'all's marriage like y'all are not okay, and holes get in that boat, you'll start to sink. You, The wife and the husband comes first because y'all are the foundation. You got to make sure the foundation is right before you can build, you know? So yeah. I want to know what you think about that mother-in-law jumping in on your marriage and you not feeling protected by your man. Um, I'm not married yet. Not married yet. <laughs> However. <laughs> However. Um. I don't want to say that I can speak on, mm, I don't want to say mother-in-law because yeah, but the the boyfriend's mom kind of jumping yeah. in and even my, you know, my mom jumping in, which we kind of already touched yeah. on um, with that. You know what? I'm not even going to speak on having a boyfriend's mom that jumps in. I'm going to speak on marriage right. because I feel like there are different foundations Definitely. with that. And there are different expectations and boundaries mm-hmm. in a marriage at the end of the day. If your wife feels as if your mother is overstepping her boundaries or making you feel small, as a woman, I'm going to want to be stood up for. I'm going to want you to be like, I don't want you to feel this way. Because at the end of the day, what the word of God say, the wife comes first. And that's just what it is. And that's just true. That even if you take the word of God out, why in the world would you want your wife to feel so emasculated? Not emasculated, that's a horrible word. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so just small and disrespected by your mom. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't you want to speak up for her? You chose her. You chose to marry her. You chose to be with her for the rest of your life. You chose to have a family with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is who you chose as your partner, not your mom. And that's just me being real. It's not your mama. Your mama gonna have, she had her time. She had her time with you. And she had her time with her, man. Even if your mama's a single woman, you're not her husband. Right. And that's a whole nother conversation mm. within itself because I've seen I've seen so many weird relationships with men and their moms. Mm. And that's just me being honest. Like, and I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it personally. There's so many of those relationships where it's like it's that boundary is kind of not there and they value their mother more than their significant other and specifically wives in this situation. Right. And I personally, I'm not standing for it. I'm not going right. for it. Simple. I think it comes down to who matters more. And I know that sounds crazy to say that, right? Because like, that's my mama and this is my wife. And I Mm. feel like a lot of people feel like I shouldn't have to choose and you shouldn't have to because your mother should know her place. You shouldn't have to choose. You're absolutely right. 
your mothers should know their places. And I, like you said, I feel like it stems from mothers going through things in their own relationships and then making mm-hmm. their sons, their husbands, like they want their sons to step up in yep. that role. Like you the head of the house now. And that's very unhealthy. Yep. So as a man, you have to make sure that certain boundaries are intact. You're not married to your mama. You know what I'm saying? You're not married to your mom. You're married to me. And this is our yep. home. You leave your family to build your own foundation. Now, if you, if a man feels like, or a woman, because it can be both ways, where you go to, your, maybe you go to your daddy, you go to your mom, whatever. If you yeah. feel like your mother or father can give you sound wisdom, where really mm-hmm. they leading you back to go fi- figure it out, go fix it, go pray, go sit with your yes. wife or your husband and figure it out. Yes. That's the advice that you feel yes. like you'll get from them. By all means, go ahead and, and ask them. But if you know right. that the the advice that is coming from your mother or your father is not from a good place and a good foundation. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you have to Mm -hmm. understand that there's a certain position that your heart has to be in, in order to sustain your marriage. And if your heart is not in that position, your marriage will fall. And I experienced that. And and it's like my mother, my mother-in-law never like jumped in. She never gave her unsolicited opinions about things, but I would go to her. And so if, and that was not okay. I would go to her. I would go to, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes getting advice and listening to everybody else is not just, it's not the best, you know? So it will, it will harm your marriage. And I feel like for the woman who asked that question, I know it sounds real simple, but you need to pray. Mm -hmm. You need to pray that your husband will be able to see the hurt that it's causing the marriage so that he Mm -hmm. learns boundaries and he learns you know, my mother is my mother. And I, and I feel like that's where it comes from. Like the mother-in-laws almost feel like my son is that his wife is going to take my place. And as a mom, yes. you got to understand you are my mother. I will never have another mother. Yeah. I came from you. You will yeah. always have that role. Step aside. Yeah. And it's not like, yeah. it, and here's the thing. This is what I want to say. If we want to be honest, a mother and a wife. Okay. Y'all can be on the same level, but y'all in a different bracket. You understand? So like, you my mother, mm-hmm. nobody will ever be above you, but this is my wife and nobody will ever be above you. We're in two different sides mm-hmm. on the same level. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you mm-hmm. got to understand when the mama got to come in and when it's time for my wife. Mm-hmm. Nobody's taking the role. Nobody can take that position. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to yeah. be your mom. And we don't want to be your hey, mom. I don't want to be your mama. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if, if, if that's a miscommunication as well. I don't want to be your yeah. mom. I don't. That that taste that place has taken, been taken. Yes. I want to be your I wife. I want to be your baby. Your baby mama. <laughs> yeah. I, I, wanna be your, <laughs> I wanna be your everything. So like I feel like yeah. that it had that gotta be cut off. It has to be cut off immediately. If you mm-hmm. decide that you want to get married before you go and propose mm-hmm. to whomever, you gotta ask yourself, Am mm-hmm. I ready to make a boundary with my mom? Am I ready to have that boundary yes. with my family? Am I ready to not cut them off, but keep them in that place while I work on things with my wife? Yes. Am I ready to not yes. seek validation from anybody else, but the Lord? And like yes. you said, everybody has their beliefs, Lord. but I'm going to stick beside them. And yes. I believe that if you want to learn how to love somebody properly, God will teach you. And I'm not talking about mm-hmm. you got to sit up in church and shout every Sunday and get yeah. right with God, literally have a relationship yeah. with him where you said, even if, Personal. even if you got to say, God, I don't even know if you real, 
sit with him yeah. and, and talk to him. Ask him, yeah. God, are you real? Yeah. Spend time with him. Forget about the Bible for yeah. now, right? Because your relationship with God is like a real relationship with anybody on earth. In order to form a relationship, yeah. you got to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. talk. That's like people look at their relationship with God. Okay, there's the Bible, right? If your man yes. or your woman wrote a book about themselves, you're not going to just read that book mm -hmm. to get to know them. You understand? Mm -hmm. You cannot just read the mm -hmm. Bible and never talk to God himself. That don't make no sense. Yeah. Because you wouldn't do that with yeah. your friend or whomever, the person that you like. You would call them and say, hey, what's okay. up? I want to get to know you. Yep. Sit with God. Yep. Allow him to teach you how mm -hmm. to love. That is what got me you know, I was in a space where I'm able now to navigate my marriage without the validation of others and how I'm able to yeah. do all these different things when it comes to my marriage, because I know the right way to do it. I know the standard. I know the healthy way to do it because there's a healthy way right. and there's a toxic way. You want it to be a yeah. healthy kind of love. So, sis, my advice mm -hmm. to you, you need to get in your prayer closet and hey, Lord, mm -hmm. your son walling out a little bit. I need you to like, you know, but I also need you to also, you know, ask God to help you to forgive your husband and show him some grace. Yes. Because if he was never taught oh how to cut that cord with his mom, we can't mm -hmm. expect him to just get married and all of a sudden he knows what to do. I don't know how old he is, but mm -hmm. for years of his life, that's how it's been. I'm going to go to my mom. He has to learn. You got to show him some grace, give him some time. The same way that God gives us time to come to him and give our lives to him, we got to show our husbands and our wives the same grace. So that's my advice that's right. to you. That that's cuz you can't control him. You can't make him. God can change his heart and open his eyes and allow him to see like I'm not doing this the right way. That's my advice. Yeah. And I didn't mean to get all preachy, but <laughs> But that's the truth. And I feel like that's like, I know this whole thing was originally about parents, mm -hmm. but so God is a parent. Oh, yeah. He's God a is our father. He's our father. <laughs> and again, y'all, like, we ain't trying to be preachy. However, mm -hmm. um, developing your own personal relationship with God will change your life, yo. Like, Babe. I'm not even gonna get into that. Yeah, but it changed like my about life. That, uh, and hey, you hear me? <laughs> I know, I know. We we about to hit our hour. We got like five minutes until we hit an hour. But I um, what I want y'all to take away from this conversation is uh, even if you're dealing with generational curses, because that's really what that yeah. is, y'all. If you're dealing with generational curses, if you're dealing with parents that are overstepping boundaries, if you're dealing with black parents that are saying, child, you disrespectful when you want to stand up for your babies, whatever you're going through, you got a God that's on your side. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you fall alone. Seriously, though, like, that's for me was that pivotal point that helped me to be able to stand up for Jada that helped I mean I always I always stood up for Jada but I'm gonna be honest y'all I don't know if I said this at the beginning I was disrespectful when I was a kid <laughs> yeah absolutely and I'm not proud of that I'm not proud of that when I was 14 15 16 I was very disrespectful I had a mouth on me and God had to refine it into a mature um what's the word I'm looking for just composed way of still being able to express myself, but in a respectful manner to where my grandmother doesn't feel disrespected. My mom doesn't feel disrespected. And I still have my dignity. Mm -hmm. Simple. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And so that's something that he had to help me uh, kind of get my mouth together and how I spoke to my mother. And, and that's something I'm still working on. I'm not perfect. I, I haven't just mastered it. Like, Oh, I'm just so wonderful. 
no, I'm still working on that every single day because I still be ready to, you know, say a little some extra whenever I'm, you know, irritated or annoyed. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, I'm right or whatever the case may be. And, and I'm, this, it wasn't a situation of right or wrong, but what I'm trying to say is God refined me. He helped me to get to that place of no longer seeking validation from these generational traumas and curses that they're trying to plead off or like represent as us being able to be a family and respecting our elders because it's just a mask. Mm -hmm. It's just a mask. You know what I'm saying? That's not really what's going on here. This is oppression. This is them trying to keep you silenced mm -hmm. and not in no dramatic way, but in a way that is so subtle that it becomes something that's taught to our kids and grandkids and kids after that. Yeah. And, and more and more, we become, again, like you said, stifled. Yeah. And we don't want that. That's And that absolutely isn't what God wants for you either. He wants you to be able to speak up for yourself, but in a respectful way. So right. please take that away from this conversation. Because um, I know we kind of went everywhere with, everywhere with this, but we still try to, you know, circle back. Wrap it around, and back yeah. To, no, I think that's great. I think we hit yeah. a lot of important yeah. topics. And I think the last thing I want to yeah. say, and I know this wasn't about relationships, but um, it is important because like you said, if our parents do it to us, we're going to pass it down to our kids. And so yeah. if, if you are in that situation where you know that you are not allowed to speak up to your mama, even as an adult, where you just feel like your mom is going to silence you or your father or whomever, um, get, I, I need you to get therapy, be in therapy and mm -hmm. learn how to you know, validate yourself. And of course, God, God yeah. will validate you. But if you're not into all that God stuff, yeah, I'm gonna pray for you. Um, but if you're not into, <laughs> you ain't into all that God stuff yet, get therapy and, you know, allow them to yeah. open your eyes to seeing, I need to try to get rid of this trauma that's been settled on me so that when I enter into yeah. a relationship, I can navigate that relationship in a healthy way. Because sometimes you don't even realize that because you were silenced, you go into a relationship with your guard up. And you don't want to hear out the other person yeah. because when you were younger, you weren't able to speak up. Like, it's just, it can affect everything, your relationships, your children. So get therapy and forgive yeah. your family. And I know that's, and yeah. you can forgive somebody and love them from a distance, right? Because I know a lot of people say, this is my family. Yeah. I can never cut them off. You can love your family from a distance, yeah, yeah, yeah. show them grace and forgive them from a distance while you get yourself together. And for the parents, yeah. whomever may watch this as parents, you know, I need y'all to understand that your children are people and they still have feelings, yes. whether they are five yes. or eight or 16, don't allow them to disrespect you. But if they have feelings that they want to, you know, and, and here I want y'all to see it as a level of trust and being vulnerable. Mm. Cause sometimes as kids going to your parents can be intimidating. And so they need to know yes. that they're, that I can trust you with this vulnerable side of me and you're not going to shut me down. Cause then as they get older, yeah. they don't want to be vulnerable especially men like especially mm -hmm. to your boys allow your boys and your girls but definitely your boys to speak to you allow them to tell tell you how they feel and don't look at it as disrespect yeah. look at it as my babies trust me enough with their feelings to come and sit and talk to me and tell me how they feel and I'm going to respect that because yeah. they are human beings and if you are in a marriage where you realize your spouse is or in a relationship, a committed relationship, you realize that your significant other is going to their mom or their father or whoever getting advice and you realize it's not in a good place or from a good place, mm -hmm. pray for them. You know what I'm saying? And if you're yeah. that person, take a step back and realize I need to focus on this person that I'm going to marry. My family's opinions mm -hmm. are there. I can take heed. 
but it's not truth. Understand that your yeah. family's opinions are not truth. The only person who knows the truth is the Lord. And then you have your own truth. The Lord. <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> and then you know. I want to give a shout out to Diane Gale. Oh, I want to say, I want to give a shout out to Diane Gale. Because that man knew he wanted to marry you, baby. Yeah. He was like, he didn't say, hey, do you like you think I'm gonna marry your daughter? He didn't say he said, I'm marrying your daughter. He, yeah, he told my mama, I'm gonna marry your daughter one day. My mom was like, Okay, sure, like whatever. I'm sure. <laughs> and he meant <laughs> it. And he, and he went through with it. Yeah. And that's something I respect because he didn't look for and he didn't seek his your mama's validation. <laughs> he didn't seek his mama's validation. He said, This is I love her. I don't care how old we are, I'm gonna marry yeah. her. Simple. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> my husband, when we started dating, okay, it took about a month. Maybe for him to be like, we getting married by the end of the year, like straight up. Cause we started dating in August. He said by December, I'm putting a ring on it. And he knew, he just knew he didn't have to ask his mama. He didn't have to ask nobody. It was just his own, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I do want to yeah. ask Donnie if he want to talk about it. Cause I feel like where that comes from Donnie's family, the way that they were, I feel like he's so people would, they would label it as like rebellion but he was just, he was so mm. almost sure of himself because of how he yeah. grew up, where when he got older, I don't need the validation of no, nobody. Because when I was younger, nobody yeah. gave me that validation. I don't need that validation from anybody. And so I think that's why for him, he was yeah. able to make that decision and be like, I'm going to go with it. Like, I'm going to make these decisions. Yeah. However it happens is how it happens because he didn't have yeah. everybody in his ear. Or he didn't feel like everybody was on his side to begin with. But we going to. That's another topic, but yeah, shout out to. And how long has this YouTube couple been, been together? Huh? How many how many years y'all been together? We've been <laughs> married six years, and we've been together seven years, right? Thirteen, seven, eight, nine, twenty-one, two. Yeah, seven years together, six years married. Yeah, it's been baby. You're talking about a roller coaster, baby, but that's <laughs> that's for another show. <laughs> We ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> but this was another episode of Candid Confessions. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Um, I'm gonna let Zay. I'm gonna let Zay close it out. Okay, I'm, yeah, like I'm, I'm always closing it out. Thank y'all for tuning in. I know these podcasts can be super long, but if you still here, baby, an hour in, praise you, Lord bless you, Lord favor you. Cause look, we had a lot to say. But thank you so much for tuning yeah. in. Of course, you can find us on social media at Zay Hudson. And you can find the podcast uh, page at Candid Confessions Podcast on Instagram. Go ahead, Jada. Give your handle. On Instagram and on TikTok. Oh, yes, TikTok we have as well. A TikTok yes. as well. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. great. We even have a YouTube channel if you ever want to see a little extended clip mm -hmm. of the show. Um, we have our YouTube channel, Candid Confessions Podcast. So it's Candid Confessions Podcast across basically all platforms. And then we're streaming on all platforms. You can listen to this wherever you get your podcast. Um, I think, what's the one, uh, what's the main one that you be pulling? Um, I know it's Apple and Spotify, but what's the other one? Anchor. So Anchor is where you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, like she said, wherever you can get your, wherever you listen to us or your peoples that you listen yeah. to. <laughs> Jada, get your handle. Get and your of course. Handle. I was about to. Oh, okay. You ain't letting me. I, you <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna give my handle this time because I know you got on me last time. My handle on Instagram is Jada B. Period. L O V E D. Again, Jada Beloved, but instead of an E, there's a period. 
So yeah, yes. that's my Instagram. Thank y'all. <laughs> See y'all next Friday. Bye.